0: Welcome to episode number 114 of the Church Collective Podcast. In this episode, I talk with Chrissy Nordoff and Mary Beth Dodd over at Brave Worship about everything they have going on in the ministry that they're doing for uh, women worship leaders and the conference they have coming up in uh, just a couple days. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of great insight in this on how to balance life and ministry. And we'll jump right in with the Church Collective Podcast, episode number 114.
1: Sounds good. Well, I'm Mary Beth Dodd, and this is my sister Chrissy. Hello. <laughs> and um, we were sisters, obviously. We both grew up uh, doing music in the church and being exposed to a lot of music. And, um, you know, kind of both went in a musical direction and a ministry direction, but yet different. You know, I've been a worship pastor for about 15 years. Chrissy went the songwriting route, and she mm-hmm. can share more about that. Um But definitely both of us found challenges, you know, being a woman um, in what is normally probably kind of a guy's industry in both cases. Um, And so really, you know, over just chatting in her kitchen one day, uh, we came up with the idea that we wanted to really be able to minister and reach out to other women that are coming into worship ministry or already in worship ministry who are writing for the church anyone who is involved in any way in worship really um, to come alongside them and just be able to spur them on, encourage them, provide resources for them and that kind of thing. And that's how we, we birthed brave worship.
0: Cool.
2: Yeah. So, um, I'll tell you just a tiny bit about the songwriting part of things. Sure. Yeah. Um, so I moved to Nashville after college and really started out doing the independent artist thing for a while. Mm -hmm. And, um, songwriting wasn't my original plan but um god used one song in a major way that kind of opened up my heart and um i realized that i could be home raising kids while he used my heart um from my living room through the voice of other artists and um that opened up a possibility for me that i didn't really think about before so have been in town for a long time and um now I'm on staff with Integrity Music, hmm. but um, but did the independent artist thing for, and then independent writer thing um, for a long time while I raised my babies. Sure. So, um, and that's kind of, um, that's kind of what, one of the things, you know, it's interesting being a female in the industry, raising babies is a big part of um, a lot of our conversation and topics.
0: Hmm. So I guess you said, too, was that the intention? Like, I've got to figure out how to have a kingdom impact while still, you know, raising my kids. Like, could you maybe talk about that tension a little bit?
1: Yeah, I think that was definitely part of what we saw. Now, for me, um, I was in a full-time ministry role um, for our first three, when the first three kids were born. Um, And so my kids grew up in the car seat on the stage, you know, with me running rehearsals and Um, You know, I've got pictures of each of them sitting on my lap while I'm running a vocal rehearsal, you know, playing the piano and that kind of thing. And so it it kind of, you know, I I had just taken a role. We had just um, been moved for me to take this this role in Phoenix, Arizona, all the way from Atlanta, Georgia, and found out we were going to have our first baby. And so for me, it was like, man, I was just getting my feet wet at this place and wanted to dive in. And so we kind of we made it part of our lives, you know, and we worked in. Having children and, and into the ministry that we were doing, and so yeah've i mean i 've known almost nothing else in most of my career, right. um, you know as far as just making making family work in that sure and then um, you know I know Chrissy can speak to this too, but she for years was really worshiping like she said from her living room racist right,
2: yeah and and one one of my music pastors said to me one time. What if your writing is just to praise the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords in your living room? And I thought, well, I can't argue with that. And so I did. And so that's where I focused my time and energy um, in really writing by myself for a lot of those years and not co-writing really until later in my career. But one of the things that I felt um, strongly that has made an impact on me is um, something else someone said to me, which was, um, don't give up your dreams when you have children, but just show them how to chase theirs. Yeah. And um, and so that's kind of the approach that I've taken. Um, you know, and I think a lot of times I have, you know, we mentor younger girls and a lot of younger female writers will come to me, um, you know, in the midst of having a newborn or a year in or so and say, you know, that they feel like giving up and um, that they don't know how they can do both. And what I always tell them is, well, first of all, there's seasons. God always um, puts seasons in our life for a reason. But secondly, persistence is the difference. And so um, if you're in a place like that, I think, you know, not being willing to give up, not just for yourself, but also for your children to leave that legacy of not giving up.
0: Sure. Do you, um, you say you're ministering to a lot of younger gals. What What does that look like for them? How, how do they seek you out? And like, how do these conversations begin? And what do you find like are some of the big, the big issues that they're running into?
1: Um, we've got a couple ways that we're doing that through our, our brave worship ministry. We have a podcast and that's a lot of the way I think right now that people are finding us. Hmm. Um, and we've actually been super surprised how great the need is for connection um, that people need to see other people that are doing it, that are making it work. With a busy life, that are making it work. Um, You know, even I know we keep mentioning this, but even as a female, just there we've come across people who are afraid to um, say anything before they lead a song. You know, and um, so just some of that is what we we run into: people needing that connection, needing that confidence that they can go forward, they can lead, seeing someone else having done it and leading a band, which is typically mostly guys. You know, being able to step into that role, and so. Um, so we, we do that through our podcast. We also have, um, a monthly event that we do. Mm -hmm. Chrissy, if you want to share about that.
2: Yeah. Um, so girls right out is a ministry that started about five years ago, um, here in town out of a need. Really? I, I had been praying for a mentor for about 15 years. And, um, one day I prayed it again. I said, Lord, I think you're not hearing me. Like I've been praying this for 15 years. And, um, And I heard him say to me, I want you to be what you need. Hmm. And so I started gathering girls and just for no purpose other than just to love them um, and support them the best way I knew how. And that was through prayer and worship and and, um, devotional or some kind of speaking. And sometimes we'll do some um, writing exercises occasionally or fun outings, things like that. So that's been going on for about five years now. Brave worship is kind of the umbrella over that ministry now, sure um, which is crazy, so that's kind of yeah. how how we work here locally on a monthly basis hmm.
0: I, I really like dig the heart of you know like I really need a mentor and God kind of saying like well, maybe you need to be that person could you could you speak to what that actually looks like because I, I think that's the tension a lot of people run into. I know personally i'm I'm only thirty five at this point, but I feel I've I felt that tension of like at some point you realize that, oh, I do have something to speak into someone else, and, and it doesn't ever really kind of feel like it's clicked. Like, could you talk about like what it felt like to move from, I feel like I need someone to pour into me, which we all mm. still do, but getting to the point where you feel like you have enough to give to somebody else.
2: Yeah, and I think, you know what, I think a lot of that is life experience, you know. I do think that's part of it, and because of that, there's always someone younger than you. Sure. Um, or some, maybe somebody that's, hasn't been a Christian as long as you, for instance, that's younger than you in some ways, that that the Lord will give you to mentor if you're looking for it. Um, and so that's what I think the key is. I think the key is noticing when He's calling you to do that. Okay. And and there are seasons, you know, there were seasons before that when I didn't feel called to that. Um, but now I do feel called to that. And, and I think He gives you compassion for those times when He's calling you to do that. He gives you compassion, and then he gives you insight, and he also gives you wisdom. And I, I really believe it comes only from the direction of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um, I was even, I was thinking about that today as I was preparing. We're going to have a conference coming up, and I literally could hear him just literally like moving my thoughts certain directions, and and um, it takes some level of surrender, I think, um, to what you think things should look like, and. And even the advice that you personally would give, I think there's some sort of surrendering to that and, and really just laying all yourself down and, and learning how to listen to the Holy Spirit for direction, not just for yourself, but for everybody else. Okay. And there is some kind of, um, it is kind of scary at first stepping into that, but I think the more that you do that, um, the more clearly you hear Him. The more clear his voice becomes, and so um, it becomes easier as you go, I think, but I think initially that's the first you know hardest steps when you're learning anything new is just just being willing to take the step, you know, just being willing to do it sure yeah
0: um what does it look like for for you guys to maintain? Um, I guess just healthy relationship with God? Like how how do you do that in the midst of family, of songwriting, of mentoring? Like what do you guys do to personally stay close to the Lord?
1: Something um, I would
0: say
1: because I think sometimes, especially if you're in a full-time, you know, worship role, it's so easy to let um, worshiping and prepping for a service or whatever kind of be your time with God. And I think sometimes it it can be just that. I think other times it becomes a job. And so one of the things I've learned is when I'm alone and I need to spend time with the Lord and just worship, sometimes I might worship to songs that are something I would literally never do on a stage, you know, (laughs) like not my normal stuff, like just getting outside the box, listening to stuff that, um, just really ministers to me and letting go of allowing myself to, um, you know, evaluate, hey, would this work for my congregation? Would it not? Hey, could my band play this? Do I like this part? Mm-hmm. Just getting away from that and allowing myself to be ministered to. And so I think, you know, sometimes it's it's that in private worship. Sometimes it's, you know, popping my head into um, another service, someone else's worship service that I have nothing to do with and trying to shut off, you know, the worship leader part of me and just experience it and okay. be able to worship that way, you know. Sure.
0: That's a that's a big like right there like I think you opened up something that I think probably resonates with a lot of worship leaders. How on earth do you turn that off when you go to a worship service?
1: Mm-hmm. I think it's it's nearly impossible sometimes, <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> but but I think it's it's something we have to at least try to do, you sure. know.
2: And this, I think, the same is true for writers. Um, I know for me my best, my favorite time. And what I feel like the Lord's called me to do is to continue to sing the Psalms. And so a lot of times, um, that's my way of connecting with him or, you know, reading or, you know, not, not necessarily even writing at all, not writing at all, really just worshiping. Um, but it's the same in a, in a church service. I'm analyzing lyrics while we're Right. Going through songs, which drives, it drives me crazy. Sure. Sometimes. Yeah.
0: It's really, really hard to flip that switch. So the advice is try, (laughs) try the best you can because it's really. Best
1: of luck to you. (laughs)
0: Yeah. It's really hard. So, so you guys mentioned you have a a conference coming up here pretty soon. What does, what does that look like? What, you know, what's the heart behind it? What's looking like it's shaping up to be?
2: Yeah. Well, um, it's November 11th and 12th here at our home church, which is Gateway Franklin, Tennessee. And um, it's specifically a a community community event, a live community event, which is what we feel is needed and necessary. So monthly, we're able to reach out to the writers, but we haven't been able to do that for worship leaders. Um, And then also we see the need to bring everyone together. I just think there's power in bringing, you know, different pieces of the body of Christ together. But we're kind of under the same umbrella And so it's a beautiful thing. So we want to um, have some fun. We want to create community and we want to encourage and um, and just kind of renew um, commitments and renew energy and renew hearts um, towards ministry and and basically remind everyone about their calling and um, and just bring that fresh again to them. And um, we're just praying that the Lord shows up in big ways and um, that we're able to, from this event, maintain a community together um, that will last throughout the year.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that our prayer is that people will leave with, like, you know, just a fresh anointing, a fresh insight um, for ministry, for where they are and um just to give you an idea of the need that we're seeing even at our monthly groups we have people coming in from all over the place i mean we had someone come in from montana we have people that come in monthly from ohio alabama okay. um, you know atlanta area like Knox, just all the surrounding states and even some crazy places <laughs> far away so yeah. i think this is our chance to we, we were able to give them a little more notice and people were able to plan their schedules and you know, we've got people coming from all over the country for mm-hmm. the conference. And so we're just, we're excited to see their faces. We, we've we been, you know, asking for their stories and we want to know them and learn from them just as we want to be able to share what we've learned as well. Right. So. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you have uh, any advice for somebody that's listening to this? that feels like they they need some of that community um, in, in their hometown. Like how, how would they go about trying to, you know figure out something like that
2: well um we're gonna be doing at least annual conferences we may be adding more but um we're also starting a new online community do we want to share what it is
0: yeah (laughs) we sure can
2: it's called brave
1: besties (laughs) we can't say the name we're laughing at our
2: own name (laughs)
1: um but yeah the idea is that people no matter where you are can plug in with this community. Cool. Um you know and that can be a starting place there's we our hope is that you know the the local churches can learn to co-write can learn to collaborate better can learn to um you know empower each other and so we we want to kind of start the fire I think but we hope that it continues to kind of burn in individual congregation mm-hmm. as well so for somebody you know, that's out in another place, it's not local to us. We want to be able to have them plug in if they want to, to um, our ministry, but also be able to kind of go from there. You know, it's a starting place for people. And
2: I think even the podcast, um, I know we've had people call us and say, I felt like you were talking to me in my kitchen while I was doing my dishes or whatever, laughing. So, I mean, even that's a place to start. But this Brave Besties is going to be a weekly event um, it's going to be a live webinar every Friday morning. We're going to cool. have coffee with whoever wants to join us. Nice, and um, we can do Q and A and get more specific on individual needs and things like that.
0: Cool. I'll make sure to. We'll have a link to you know Brave Worship and everything you got going in the show notes for this episode. Um, cool. Lastly, too, every time we do the podcast, we like to ask you know How can we as our, our community be able to, to pray for you guys? What's going on, or what what would be the best way to serve you guys in prayer?
1: Thank you. That would be awesome. I think right now, just kind of gearing up for this conference. It's our first conference. We sure. um, you know, we've got a lot of people coming in and I think we're we're very excited and we just wanna pray um for God to come in and do his thing, you know, as he will and just that, that we will be listening to him each step, you awesome. know, even as we do the final preparations. So sure. Great stuff.
2: And i yeah, oh, go ahead. I would just Oh, I was just going to add, you know, last month at our monthly meeting, one of the things I felt really strongly that the Lord was saying was um, to pray for our city. So um, there's, you know, there's a lot that goes on here musically, um, but even emotionally, it's the city of broken dreams, and we want to change that in this town. So um, we want to bring in the Spirit of God in this city also and beyond.
0: That's huge. We'll definitely be praying for that. And yeah, thank you so much for, for joining us on the podcast.
2: Yeah. Thank you, Ryan, for having us.
0: That's it for this week's episode. As always, head over to churchcollective.com, hit that contact button, and connect with us. We want to connect with you, and we want to connect you with others. God bless you today.